0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today is an exciting day as we unveil our brand new SWRC calendar. Before we get to the big announcement, I want to share that our website SWRC.com now has over 1,000 items that are listed in our resource center. Brand new books and DVDs on biblical prophecy, as well as classics back in print in some cases for the first time in decades. Classic issues of the Prophecy in the News magazine, DVDs and CDs from the vast library of both Watchmen on the Wall and Prophecy in the News. Visit swrc.com and check out all of the wonderful items. The Southwest Radio Church calendar has been produced and enjoyed by thousands of our supporters for many decades. This year, there are so many wonderful new features, as well as all the things folks have come to love about our annual calendar. To announce this year's theme and share all the exciting details, here is James Collins and Larry Stamm.
1: Each year, many people look forward to the release of the Southwest Radio Ministries calendar. The Southwest Radio Church calendar has been produced and enjoyed by many thousands of our supporters for several decades. The calendar is our biggest fundraiser for the Onesimus prison ministry outreach, and when you buy one calendar, we send one to a prisoner. Our calendar this year is a 2022-2023 16-month calendar, the theme for the calendar is Jewish Roots of Christianity. It is based on the top-selling book of the same name by my friend Larry Stam. Larry's on the phone with me today to talk about the calendar and to remind you that Christianity is Jewish. Larry, welcome back to Watchman on the Wall.
2: James, so great to be with you in the audience today.
1: Well, now, Larry, you're a regular contributor to our program, But there may be some new listeners who are not familiar with you and your ministry. So before we talk about the Jewish roots of Christianity, let's talk about you. You grew up in a reformed Jewish home in Florida. You attended synagogue and you went through bar mitzvah at age 13. But today you're a Christian and that's quite a journey, brother. Tell me about your journey of faith. How did you come to know Jesus Christ?
2: I grew up in a reformed Jewish household. We culturally and socially were very connected to the Jewish community. Spiritually and religiously, not so much. Yet I always believed in God, and I believe that somehow He knew me and I was special in His eyes. People started witnessing to me in college. A friend of mine named Greg was really the first person that the Holy Spirit used to really challenge me. He said, Larry, there's absolute truth, and you can get in touch with it. And then he said, Do you know where you came from? Do you know who you are? Do you know where you're going when you die? I had no idea how to begin answering that question, and it kind of sent me spiraling into what we might call an existential crisis of sorts. It was at that time in college, James, I started searching, started searching for truth. I didn't necessarily at the time embrace my Judaism or Christianity, but I began to explore different worldviews, religions, and philosophies. Fast forward on my journey, my search culminates a couple of years later in... September of 1987, I'm flying home from Atlanta to St. Pete, where I was living. I was reading The Story of Philosophy by a guy named Will Durant. The gentleman sat next to me all wide-eyed on the airplane. He said, oh, a philosophy book. Are you interested in philosophy? I had to arch my back and say, yeah, yeah, I am. He said, great, let's talk. I have a master's degree in philosophy. We have a lot to talk about. He proceeded to share his faith in Jesus Christ with me, and he said, to me again two things that rocked my world he said you tell me you're jewish and you believe in god i said yeah he said i challenge you to ask the god of abraham isaac and jacob if jesus is the promised messiah and he'll show you the truth and i got off the airplane that day james and i prayed a deep theological prayer i said god help <laughs> i was at the end of my proverbial rope you might say i was 23 years old going nowhere fast. I knew this was not a coincidence. There have been too many people sharing with me that Jesus is the promised Messiah, that he died for our sins and rose again from the dead. I cried out to God, and I said, God, I don't know about Jesus, the Bible, Christianity, Messiah, but I believe you're real show me. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, God spoke and speaks through the prophet these words, call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things you know not. James, I cried out to God. Three months later, I was born again in St. Pete, Florida. In fact, praying to receive Christ with the gentleman who had shared Christ with me just a couple of months earlier on an airplane. So that's a little bit about how I came to faith.
1: Well, Larry, I've heard stories from other Jewish believers who've said that their faith caused friends and family to sort of alienate them. Did you experience something like that?
2: I'm the first Christian in my family, both sides all Jewish, I was a closet Christian for 18 months. That's how long it took me to come out and share my faith with my entire family. I walked in fear during that time. I didn't know how they would respond, James. I had people tell me, you're just going through a phase. We need to get you counseling. Others were miffed. My father said to me, that's fine. You can believe in Jesus, but never, ever tell your grandmother, his mom, Mm -hmm. about Jesus. And I eventually shared my faith with her and my entire family. And I had one grandmother, my maternal grandmother, came to faith in Jesus Christ. I actually got to lead her to the Lord before she passed away, but I've also experienced what it means to identify with Christ in His suffering. My father, eventually, after I shared my faith with his mother, a couple of years later, he disowned me in part because of my faith in Jesus.
1: Larry, you mentioned your dad and your grandparents. I understand that the Holocaust had an impact on your family. Your father and your grandparents had to flee to Germany. Would you share that story?
2: My grandfather, Grandpa Carl, in Germany in World War I, served with a gentleman who was his friend, continued to be his friend through the years. This man actually became an SS agent. This friend of the family, an SS agent in the Nazi party, actually falsified papers enabling my father and his parents to escape Nazi Germany in The spring of 1939, if your listeners know anything about World War II history, November 38, Kristallnacht, the night Mm -hmm. of the broken glass. So it was hot and heavy over there, and that's the reason my father and his parents were able to escape Nazi Germany. They came to British Honduras, we know it better today as Belize, for two years. Then in 1941, they immigrated to Florida. James, I can tell you, we've spoken about this in the past when we talked about Holocaust Remembrance Day, but the remainder of my father's extended family and they were a large family. All of them were killed by the Nazis. They never made it out of Germany alive. So my family has been very much impacted by the horrors of the Holocaust.
1: Larry, you also served for a few years in New York City with Jews for Jesus. What was that like?
2: As a missionary to my Jewish people, it was a joy to be in the Big Apple. My family and I, we served in New York City from 2003 to 2009. If you're not a conversational Hebrew speaker, and I'm not, and you want to tell Jewish people about Messiah, the best place in the world to be, I think, is New York City, Mm -hmm. where there are a million Jewish people, and outside the city another million of my Jewish brethren, if you will. It was a joy to be a frontline missionary, to see Jewish people receive Messiah Jesus. And by the way, your listeners may not realize, but more Jewish people have come to faith in Jesus since 1967 than at any time in history, save the first century, when the early church was Jewish. So it was a splendid, splendid time to be able to serve the Lord in that capacity, telling my Jewish people that Jesus is our promised Messiah, Savior of the world.
1: Larry, last October, Beacon Street Press released your book, Jewish Roots of Christianity. What inspired you to write the book, Jewish Roots of Christianity? Did it have something to do with your passion to tell the world that Christianity is, in fact, Jewish?
2: Absolutely. As a new Christian, James, I began reading the New Testament. In the synagogue, the New Testament is basically forbidden. It's a book we don't talk about. We don't talk about Jesus in the synagogue. We learn that he's basically the God of the Gentiles. He's not for us as Jewish people. As a new Christian, I was studying the New Testament, and I'm reading it, and it's coming alive to me. The Word of God is coming alive I'm learning Jesus is Jewish, the disciples, Jewish, all the writers of the New Testament, with the possible exception of Luke, Jewish. I came to understand that in one sense, the Gospel accounts are simply a Jewish debate among Jewish people about the true identity of a Jewish man, Jesus, and the story takes place in the Holy Land, Israel. Now, what could be more Jewish than that? Mm-hmm. I got so excited about that good news that God gave me a burden to share the Gospel with my Jewish people, hence my serving with the Ministry of Jews for Jesus in New York City for those number of years. And it was a joy, really, to help my people understand that it is kosher to be Jewish and believe in Jesus. And for Jewish people, James, it's really imperative to connect the dots between Jewishness and Jesus, you might say. So the impetus for Jewish roots of Christianity for the Church is really to help Christians better understand the gospel message. And the starting point when I teach Jewish Roots of Christianity seminars and churches and at conferences is Matthew five seventeen, where the Lord says that he didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill. So the Jewish Roots of Christianity study is really a study in biblical roots. Perhaps your listeners are familiar with the pithy catchphrase that packs a punch. It goes like this. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. I argue that when we better understand the Gospel message, we're going to be more effective in sharing it with others. I began teaching Jewish Roots of Christianity seminars in churches back in 2013, and that material makes up the foundation of the Jewish Roots of Christianity book that Southwest Radio and... Beacon Street Press have been so gracious to publish.
1: This 16-month Jewish Roots of Christianity calendar, first of all, it's beautiful. The photos are spectacular. You helped pick out the photos that go with the text. Tell me about that process.
2: I wrote the book, and then Matthew Hill, the CEO of Southwest, said, Larry, would you write the blurbs for a Jewish Roots of Christianity calendar? I said, sure. Wrote the blurbs, and then I was in Oklahoma City in May, and you and I had a chance to spend a few hours together and and work on refining the text, but also picking out the images. And James, I gotta tell you, I had a great time doing that with you. So that's basically how the process went. It was a lot of fun.
1: The calendar spotlights many of the Jewish Feasts. Isn't it true that the Jewish feast really point to Jesus Christ?
2: Absolutely. The Feasts of Israel are, in one sense, signposts. Signposts that speak in so many ways, this way to Messiah. Now, the Feasts of Israel were in our germane to Israel historically and to the Jewish people today, but they also have a profound prophetic significance for us as the Church of Jesus Christ and for mankind in general. You know, the feasts are in one sense spiritual signposts that say, this way to Messiah, as I mentioned. And as we embark on a study of the feasts of Israel, we discover that they powerfully point to the person and work of Jesus and his redemptive work. So that's a little bit about the Jewish roots of Christianity calendar. We try to put blurbs in there each monthly monthly blurb that will really help people get a grasp of what's in the book and they're also, like you've mentioned to me before when we were putting the calendar together, a great way to get into God's Word and begin connecting the dots between the Hebrew Scriptures, better known to us as Christians as the Old Testament, and the Brit Hadashah we would say in Hebrew which means new covenant that are known to us as the New Testament.
1: The subtitle of the book, Jewish Roots of Christianity, and the subtitle really of the calendar is a biblical survey of redemptive history from Genesis to Revelation. And you write that redemption is the common theme running throughout the Bible, and you just kind of alluded to that a little bit. Would you further elaborate, explain that statement?
2: Redemption, we find it throughout the bible from genesis to revelation in this biblical survey remember the first messianic prophecy genesis 3:15 god talks about the seed of the woman being namely the messiah that his head would be bruised and he would crush the head of the serpent there's your first messianic prophecy james talking about the redeemer when we think about redemption biblically we think first and foremost in the old testament The physical redemption of Israel out of bondage in Egypt, that's one of the first ideas that comes to mind. You know, the word redeem literally means to buy out. And it was a term used specifically in reference to the purchase of a slave's freedom, their physical redemption, we might say. The application of the term to Jesus' death on the cross is spiritual in nature. We know that a person's spiritual condition prior to receiving Jesus by faith is that of a slave, a slave to sin. That's spiritual bondage. But the Messiah has come to set the captives free, we're told, in places like Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. You know, God has purchased our spiritual freedom through the shed blood of Christ, and as we trust in Him, we're no longer in bondage to sin. For example, you know, the Apostle Paul referred to spiritual redemption accomplished by Jesus in Galatians chapter 3, where the Word says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Of the law having become a curse for us and then the word continues to say that cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree additionally in Galatians 4 the Word of God says but when the fullness of time had come God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons so there's a real brief introduction to this concept of redemption so in the Bible you find primarily A physical redemption we would think primarily in old testament terms but there's a spiritual redemption obviously in christ and so that's the motif of redemption that we unpack in the book
1: i'm james collins and my guest today is larry stam larry is the author of jewish roots of christianity which is the theme for the southwest radio ministry 16-month 2022-2023 calendar The calendar features all major biblical Jewish and Israeli holidays, plus U.S. holidays. All dates are in both Jewish and Gregorian systems. And each day contains scripture references to help you read through the Bible in a year. It's got a Bible reading plan. It's fantastic. You'll be blessed by this calendar, by the gorgeous photos and artwork. And we want to encourage you to get a copy of the calendar right now by calling 1-800-652-1144, 1-800-652-1144. Or you can always order online at swrc.com. Now, Larry, let's talk a little more about the calendar. September opens with the Feast of Trumpets. Tell me about the Feast of Trumpets.
2: The Feast of Trumpets, James, is commonly known as Rosh Hashanah. It marks the beginning of the Jewish civil year. God instituted that feast in Leviticus 23, commanding the blowing of trumpets on the first day of the seventh month, the sacred Hebrew month of Tishri. The sacred assembly would begin and begins a period known as the Ten Days of Awe, when my Jewish people will repent of their sins, give alms to the poor, and prepare their heart for the holiest day on the Jewish calendar, Yom Kippur, better known to many as the Day of Atonement. The future prophetic significance for God's people as it pertains to the Feast of Trumpets is the rapture of the Church mm-hmm. and the return of Christ, as First Thessalonians 4:16 and 17 tell us. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And we who know the Lord will all be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. So the Feast of Trumpets is prophetic, and the blowing of the trumpet sound is very important, not only in the Hebrew scriptures, but it's also important for us as believers in Jesus Christ.
1: The month of October in the new calendar spotlights the Day of Atonement. What is the Day of Atonement?
2: Yom Kippur, Yom Hebrew meaning day, Kippur meaning to cover from the Hebrew word Kaper, covering. Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, this is the holiest day on the Jewish calendar. Jewish rabbis simply refer to it as the day, the day of reckoning. It's a time, James, of prayer, fasting, and confessing of one's sins to God On this holiest of days, Jewish people are going to go into the synagogue, and they're going to ask God to forgive their sins and to place their name in the book of life. So we are very familiar with the book of life as Christians. We know the Lamb's book of life, and Paul referred to the book of life also in the book of Colossians, if I'm not mistaken. So I've never met an unbelieving Jewish person, someone who's not yet met Jesus, that has assurance their sins are forgiven and knows without a shadow of a doubt that their names are written in the Book of Life. But I can tell you, James, that anybody, Jew or Gentile today, who would put their trust in Jesus as Savior, as Messiah, as Lord, and trusting in His saving work, they can know without a shadow of a doubt that their names are, in fact, in the Book of Life. So that's a little bit about Yom Kippur.
1: As I'm flipping through the calendar, Larry, I come across the month of April. It's beautiful hard work here and it's spotlighting the passover lambs. What is the connection between the slain passover lambs and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ?
2: Books are written of such things, James, but we have a limited amount of time, but the idea of the passover lamb and redemption again, remember God when he birthed the nation of Israel, he gave them the means of forgiveness on the altar of sacrifice. Leviticus 17:11 states for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement. If your listeners remember, in John chapter 1, verse 29, Yochanon the or better known to us as John the Baptist, looks at Jesus and declares, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Here's one connection between Passover lambs of the Exodus and and our Passover lamb, Jesus, today, and it's this. Just as the ancient Israelites had to apply in faith the blood of the lamb to the doorposts of their homes to escape physical death, so human beings have to place by faith the blood of the Messiah, Jesus, on the doorposts of our hearts to escape spiritual death, which is eternal separation from God and hell. So there's a connection between the Passover lambs and the lamb of God, Jesus.
1: Larry, let me ask you about something you wrote. You wrote here, Knowing the Lord isn't about your Jewishness or Gentileness, it's about your Jesusness. Now, that's a great comment, brother. Would you elaborate on
0: that?
2: James, it's really a comment that speaks to the heart of God as expressed in John three sixteen, where the Bible states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that so whoever would believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. It's a quip I like to use on occasion when speaking to audience to highlight that knowing the Lord isn't about religiosity, it's not about your culture, it's not about necessarily one's piety and morality, it's really about one's faith and the only one who can save them from their sins, namely the Savior Jesus. And so that quip I like to use that will highlight the exclusive nature of the Gospel, that only when we come to God through faith in Jesus Christ, can we be forgiven? Can we be reconciled to God? Can we experience abundant and eternal life? But it also speaks to the inclusive nature of God's invitation to be reconciled to Him through faith in Christ, for God so loved the world, right? So, knowing the Lord, I like to say, is not about your Jewishness or your Gentileness, it's about your Jesusness, and then I typically will add, have you put your trust in Him and in Him alone for the forgiveness of sin and the gift of eternal life? And I would encourage any listener today, if you've not done that, and you actually believe that he is the Savior, that he died for you and rose again from the dead on the third day, what are you waiting for, friend? Confess your sins and put your trust in him now. The only hope for deliverance. The only hope for eternal life with God in heaven.
1: I'm James Collins. You're listening to Watchmen on the Wall with our guest today, Larry Stamm. He is the author of Jewish Roots of Christianity, which is the theme of our 16-month 2022-2023 Southwest Radio Ministries calendar. I'm going to run through each of the 16 months and just kind of hit a highlight. September 2022 is the Feast of Trumpets. October 2022, the Day of Atonement. November, the road to Emmaus. December, Jesus is born in Bethlehem. January 2023 would be the Scriptures. February, justification by faith. March, His name shall be called Wonderful. April 2022. Passover, May, the Feast of Weeks, June, the Mediator of the New Covenant, July 2023, the Substitutionary Atonement and Resurrection, August 2023, a Better Sacrifice, September 2023, the Fall Feasts of Israel, October 2023, Scripture Fulfilled, November 2023, as it is written, and December, the Feast of Dedication. A lot of great content packed in with some beautiful artwork. And again, part of the proceeds from this calendar go to the Onesimus Prison Ministry. And when you order a calendar, a calendar is also sent to a prisoner. Larry, you write in Jewish Roots in the book, and it's also here in the calendar, that you're not a converted Jew. You are a converted sinner, and you are a completed Jew. Then you write, quote, The most Jewish thing I or anyone could do is place their trust in the Jewish Messiah and Savior of the world, Jesus, close quote. So before we close out today, will you tell our listeners how they can place their trust in Jesus Christ?
2: Friends, the Bible says that Jesus died for our sins and rose again from the dead on the third day. And if you believe that, and have never put your trust in Christ, I want to encourage you to simply come to God as you are, admit you're a sinner before Him, confess your sins to God, ask Him to forgive you, then believe in Jesus, trusting in His saving work on your behalf. As the book of Romans declares, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if you've done that today, friend, or you have questions about that, let us know at Southwest Radio Ministries. We'd love to be able to send you information to help you along in your newfound faith or answer questions you may have about what it means to have a relationship with the living God through faith in Christ.
1: My guest on Watchmen on the Wall today is Larry Stamm, the author of Jewish Roots of Christianity, which, of course, is the theme for our 16-month 2022-2023 calendar. Larry, it's always a blessing to speak with you, brother. Appreciate you.
2: James, appreciate you all very much. God bless you, Southwest Radio, and your wonderful audience.
0: The Southwest Radio Church calendar has been produced and enjoyed by thousands of our supporters for many decades. This year... We're focusing on the Jewish Roots of Christianity. The script for this calendar was written by Larry Stamm, and it's based on his book, Jewish Roots of Christianity. This year, our calendar has been expanded to a 16-month calendar and features all major Biblical Jewish and Israeli holidays, plus U.S. holidays. All dates are in both Jewish and Gregorian systems. Each day contains scripture references to help you read through the Bible in a year. Friends, you will be blessed by the gorgeous photos and artwork. Each month spotlights an event in Jewish history and prophecy. Our prayer is that those who receive this calendar will be encouraged and have their faith strengthened. For those who are unsaved, our prayer is that the convicting power of the Holy Spirit will bring you to Christ. And I'm excited to announce that part of the proceeds from each calendar go to the Onesimus prison ministry. When you order a calendar, a calendar is also sent to a prisoner. Order the 16-month Jewish Roots of Christianity calendar today, 1-800-652-1144. That's one 652 1144 Or order online, swrc.com. Remember, for every calendar you order, a calendar will be given to a prisoner free of charge. What a great way to encourage others and share hope with those in prison. Order the brand new 16-month calendar today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. We have special pricing available on bulk orders with free shipping on all orders over $100. 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order online, swrc.com. Tomorrow, a very special Watchman on the Wall program with the late Dr. Chuck Missler. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.